I'm Gail Gibson, accredited master performance coach, international speaker, podcast host, and author. Known as the Can Do Coach, I thrive on enabling leaders to step up, shake it off, and shine. Welcome to my podcast, The Can Do Way. My guests from across the globe have can-do stories of growth, resilience, and success to share. Tune in and be inspired by these individuals who have developed a strong can-do approach. Each one of their stories is unique. Each one of their stories has a key message. In this episode, I'm talking to Anna Martin, a life coach who lives in southwest England. Anna has a background and interest in psychology and a collection of her own adversities, which gives her the edge to guiding people through their own challenges to achieve the life they want. Anna has battled through chronic illness, disability, divorce, and coming out as a lesbian later in life, and has two special needs teenage children. Her personal and professional passion is to see people succeed, achieve true joy, and live their authentic truth. In the words of her fellow coach and friend, Maria Hocking, Anna is a true inspiration. Her can-do attitude is amazing. Relentlessly positive, she is a natural-born coach and has achieved so much within a few short months. She is an absolute powerhouse who is very determined and doesn't let anything stop her. So welcome to the show today, Anna. Hi, um, thank you for having me. Okay, the first thing I'd like to ask you, Anna, is can we take a short walk through your life and if you can give us a glimpse of your background and how you arrived at helping people achieve true joy and live their authentic truth? Yeah, um, so most of my adult life, I've kind of floated through life, not really knowing what I've wanted to do. Um, I always knew that I wanted to help people in some way and I was always really interested in psychology So I became a mature student with the Open University and gained a psychology degree. And from there, I wasn't really sure what to do with it. And at that point, um, my two children were at school and both struggling with various um, special needs. You know, they're autistic, one's severely dyslexic as well. Um, So I decided to pull them out of school and home educate them. Um, And then from there, I've moved across the country to where I am now in the southwest and became quite poorly. I have various different medical conditions, including a rare disorder called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. And that causes my joints to dislocate, which means that I've been in a wheelchair for a long while. Uh, And yeah, life was really, really getting me down. And then my marriage started to fall apart and I realised that I'm gay and I came out, uh, got divorced and decided I needed to do something for me. I needed to pick myself up and start living, really, because I I wasn't. I was just existing. So I contacted Maria and she was she became my life coach and we've done a lot of work on on me. as a result, my mobility has improved. Um, and yeah, I'm just all around so much happier. I have focus. It's what brought me into life coaching. And I absolutely love what I do. I feel like I've kind of arrived home now. What a beautiful introduction. And you've certainly 
faced a few challenges in your life already. So I just want to take you back to some of the things that you've said and you it seems like there was this, as you said, you were floating through life, you did your psychology degree and you didn't really have a lot of focus and perhaps at that time not a lot of purpose going on as well. And then yeah. through a catalogue of different life experiences, you came to this turning point of wanting to do something for yourself. Yeah. So what was one of the first big challenges that you felt that you had to work your way through when you were still in that darker time and those challenges in your life what was one of the first things that you had to work through and how did you do that uh I think the first thing it's hard to pinpoint really um obviously my children are both special needs so that's that's been a challenge throughout the last 16 years um but I'd say that sort of the first big sort of catalyst was when I moved across the country and we moved here knowing absolutely nobody at all so I was completely on my own it was me my ex-husband and two children I knew absolutely no one and I had to forge this life I had to start again and that was really really hard especially as pretty much as soon as we moved here my mobility really took a hit and and I then found it difficult to get out and about and to meet people. So I had to deal with a lot of loneliness and isolation. Okay, so that was that was a big turning point for you, as you said. This is where you were faced with the unknown. Yeah. You were faced with this new beginning, and that was a huge challenge in itself. So what were some of the first things that you actually did what did you have to lead with to be able to make that life start to happen there was it to do with your children first or was it to tell me tell me more um well because the children didn't go to school I didn't have that kind of network either Mm -hmm. Uh, so do you know social media was actually a really positive influence at this point because I was able to join local groups start meeting people online And I then set up a local home education group on Facebook and met people like that. Um, So, yeah, it was trying to connect with people in a way that I could because I couldn't get out too much. The Internet really was my saviour. And, you know, it comes with a lot of downfalls as well, as I think most of us probably know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it was it was an absolute godsend at at that point. Mm -hmm. So it sounds to me like you were already really starting to embrace this whole can-do approach in your life, that you you wanted this change to come about. And so you took that initiative to create the homeschool social media platform where you could network and you could engage with others. And then how do you feel then that you were continually then going through other challenges? What were you doing that was building this muscle in you that was getting stronger and stronger? And how you were building more resilience for each challenge that you were facing? Well, it was a bit of a roller coaster, really. Um, I've always been a sort of an optimist. I'm very much you know, a glass half full person. Mm-hmm. And I try not to get too bogged down in, you know, in the ruts of life. But I am human and it does happen. And on, you know, one day I could be really, really positive and talking to lots of people, planning stuff. And then the next I found myself 
just feeling really lonely, isolated. And yeah, like I had no focus, no drive, no direction. Mm-hmm. And I think it was after the whole fallout of my marriage and everything, that's what that's what really kicked me into gear. Um yeah, it was it definitely wasn't a linear process. It wasn't just a case of, you know, getting better and better and better. It was really, really up and down. There were some really rough times, there were some good times. But ultimately, I knew that I didn't want life to to sort of pass me by. I think my thing was I didn't want to come to the end of my days and think, oh, I wish I'd done things differently. I've kind of wasted my time. And I just wanted to make the most of things and also show my children that even when things are difficult, even when there's adversity, you can push through it. And there are things you can do to, you know, to improve your own life. What do you think it was that flipped that switch on? That What was that that real defining moment that really gave you that drive? Because it sounds like it was it was building up, but something really, I know you said before that your marriage was that that key point, but what really drove that mindset in you to to make those decisions and say I want to be that role model to my kids I want to live my life to the fullest and I want to move forward uh yeah but it was definitely sort of when my marriage started to fall apart and then I came out and it was it was a real sort of light bulb moment of realizing that now I'm on my own I had become very very dependent upon my then husband and now that he was gone, I knew that I had to, I had to sort myself out. There was, you know, there was no two ways about it. It was either, it was either I now lived or I withered away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that to happen, you know. I was only in my 30s. And there was, yeah, there was just so much that I wanted to do. And I think with social media, sort of seeing everyone out there and living and, whilst I'm very, very aware that on social media, people will only show you what, what they want you to see. So it's only <laughs> ever the highlights of their life. Um, but, you know, I wanted that. I wanted those highlights and I just wasn't having them. And I had always been very hot on living authentically and, you know, very unapologetically me. And I realised that actually I'd really been hiding from myself in terms of my sexuality and identity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't want to live like that anymore. I kind of wanted to practice what I preach. And just the minute I came out, I mean, I had so much support. I was really, really lucky. There was a little bit of, mm, not nastiness, but, you know, people being a little bit unsure. Um, But it was the best thing that I'd done for myself. I suddenly felt like I could really be me now and I didn't need to hide. And that, that was my massive, that was my, you know, my, yeah, that was my main catalyst for change. And knowing that because I was disabled as well, um, you know, I knew that I, I needed some sort of help. So that's when I, I contacted Maria and we started working on what I really wanted from life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then sort of disability and illness sides, doing a lot of you know, intense physio and physical stuff to, you know, to try and make me better. But the most startling thing I think I found was as soon as I came out, some of my pain really eased. And I think that all comes down to sort of emotional 
suppression. I'd suppressed so much that I was making myself iller. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful revelation of what you've shared and so life transforming to hear as well, Anna, that you dug deep and you went to your authentic self. And I wrote down those two words before you even mentioned authenticity because I thought I was hearing it in you and it was like you addressed who you are, who you want to be and what that one, what you wanted that to look like as well. And with Maria's help, you have really unearthed the true Anna that the world now sees. And, and as you said, as you kept building this power of this can-do mindset in your head and you were living and breathing it every day you took away that pressure and now as you say you're you're more more mobile as you said to me even before we came on air you you hadn't driven for a while and now you drive and you're going off down to the coast this afternoon so you're out exploring and you're you're just being you And it's such a wonderful story to hear how you have worked your way through it and managed to adapt your mindset and adopt the right habits so that you can can make this life happen for yourself and for your children. It's truly a wonderful story. Thank you. Yeah, I've had to be really sort of tough with myself as well, tough and gentle at the same time, Mm -hmm. sort of understanding my own boundaries and my own limits uh, you know, there's a fine line between really pushing myself, um, you know, physically and mentally and emotionally, mm-hmm. and also cutting myself some slack and letting myself just be. But since sort of the, the whole sort of marriage breakdown and things, all the pieces of me have all kind of slotted in together now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like all parts of my life, I'm now you know, everything's starting to tick along nicely rather than things being either paused or suppressed. Everything's now come together. Beautiful. What a beautiful transformation. As you say, it's it's a beautiful puzzle, but the puzzle is now complete, isn't it? And you can yeah. add some more pieces to it as you go along yeah. as well. Absolutely. So you talk about the fact that you have improved your mobility and your mindset has really helped you to be able to activate that. What are some of the positive mindset and well-being uh, habits that you've created for yourself? So you step away from the mindset. How do you power up your body and look after yourself? Well, uh, it's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can all fall into the trap of letting that sort of thing slip sometimes. But um, for me, sleep is a big one. Um, I don't sleep well at all, but I do find that if, I'm not trying to at least get some sort of rest. It makes everything feel so much worse. Like on an emotional level, everything just feels so much harder and so much bigger when I'm really, really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, aside from actually sleeping, just downtime, you know, time to sort of, you know, switch off the laptops, you know, come away from my phone and just relax and how I do that is through art um you know, I'm not I'm not very good at it but I really really enjoy it <laughs> so yeah I do that just being in nature um and also one thing that I found really important was actually asking for help and realizing that that wasn't it wasn't a negative and it wasn't you know it, it wasn't a bad thing it, it didn't say anything bad about me if I asked someone for help with something because you know, people should help each other, you know, we all have different skill sets, we all have 
things where we may not be great at or might need a hand at. And it's just lovely when people can come together and just give each other a hand, whether it's, you know, fetching something from the shop for each other or just having a a chat on the phone just for some emotional support. Mm -hmm. But a phrase that I use a lot with my own clients is that you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's really, really important to look after yourself so that you're able to then give back to others. Most definitely. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I love the fact that you put sleep first and then you also go and refill that cup so that you can perform at your best and for yourself and for others around you. So, Anna, at this stage, could you share with our listeners your three can-do tips? So these can be life life tips that you live and breathe by that can inspire and motivate the listeners to maybe make even the smallest change in their own lives? Yeah. One of my ones is to journal. And it sounds so simple. Um, and it is, but it's it's massively life-changing. Just sort of each day writing down things that you're grateful for. It could be really big things. It could be tiny things like, you know, it was sunny today or you had a particularly good cup of coffee, Um, just things that you're grateful for, things that are bothering you. Um, I find that writing them down helps to really clear your head. You know, it can get things out of your head onto paper. It no longer needs to live in your head. Um, Also checking in with loved ones um, because connection is so important. And I think with the pandemic, that's, that's been sort of really at the forefront people have realized how important those connections to other people are and just checking in with people just seeing how they are seeing what they've been up to um you know it really lifts your mood and my most important one I think is to set your sights high don't assume and this is something that I've been really guilty of don't assume that you can only get so far because then you've put a limit on yourself you know open yourself up to every possibility because there's absolutely no reason why you can't reach the highest of goals, but don't put a limit on what you're capable of. Fantastic. And for somebody who has been through what you have been through and to be sharing those words, you, you are, you've already set your sights so high uh, and in everything that you are doing, you're living and breathing and acting all of these wonderful habits that you have inspired in yourself and, I know will inspire the listeners as well. And how? Can, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, Anna? Uh, through my my website, which is uh, www.annavmartin.co.uk. Um, I also have a Facebook page, um, Anna V Martin Life Coach. I am also on Insta under the same handle, and email which is Anna V. Martin, coach 85. Actually, I can't remember what my email is. (laughs) That's all right. It's on my website. And obviously there's the Facebook page as well, which has Messenger. Wonderful, wonderful. And my final question for you then is, why do you feel a can-do attitude is absolutely essential? Well, the alternative is to stop, which means you stop living life. And that would be such a shame to sort of waste years and years and years of precious life not doing what what brings you joy. And, you know, if you want to feel fulfilled and fulfillment, I think, is the thing that is lacking most for people. You know, when you feel like something's not quite right and you can't, can't quite put your finger on it. But if you want to feel that fulfillment, you need to challenge yourself 
And that means you need to believe that you can do what you're setting out to do. Otherwise, what's the point? You won't achieve if you don't think you can. And I think we tend to believe what we tell ourselves or we tend to believe what we hear a lot of. So if you're constantly telling yourself that you can't do something, you will believe that and therefore you just, you know, you you won't achieve anything. Whereas if you're telling yourself, you know, I can do this, there may be obstacles that you have to get through, but you can get over them, then you're well on your way to achieving them already. Beautiful. And what a wonderful summary of what the can-do way is all about. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Anna, and for sharing your remarkable story. It's been life transforming for me to hear it. And also such a revelation for yourself as well that you tapped right into that authentic self of yours and you are flying high. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you, Gail. Thank you for listening to my podcast, The Can Do Way. Do you live and breathe the can-do attitude? Since 2019, my podcast has gifted listeners across the globe access to an incredible selection of guests with stories to refresh your perspective, bring you joy and inspire can-do positivity. Always curious and with an insatiable appetite for a good yarn, I invite you to be a guest on my weekly show. If you have an inspiring perspective, a life-changing experience or an intriguing story to share, then drop me an email at gailmgibson.com. Until next week's show, do share the inspiration of the Can Do Way podcast with your friends, colleagues and clients and wherever you are listening from in the world. Remember to make every day an amazing Can Do Day.